why you're so obsessed with me. Boy, Boy I, I wanna, wanna know. Blind that, that you're sexy. Obsessing me when everybody, everybody knows. It's clear that, that you're upset, upset with me. me. Oh, 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 finally found a girl, <laughs> found a girl that, that couldn't you impress, impress less man, man on, on earth, earth so couldn't, couldn't get this. this. <laughs> it's unusual. Okay. Well, Hi guys, that was our best uh, Mariah Carey impression. Yeah. Well, welcome to Suspiria, a true crime podcast. I'm Carol. And I am Stephanie, bringing you guys all the worst of Latin America. And the best, because yeah. we are the best. But we tell you about the worst. But we personally <laughs> Bringing are the, the worst of Latin America kind of sounds like we're part of it. <laughs> You know? No, 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 no. Like, we're, we're bringing you the worst, <laughs> but also the best because we're we're the best, and then we tell you the in worst. delivering. Exactly, okay. sounds mm-hmm. good. So, so, yeah. Uh, today, huh? Nothing. I didn't well, say anything. First. No, let me ask you. Uh, okay, how are you, Steph? Let's be nice about it first. Um, I'm tired, actually. I woke up at like 5.45 this morning for no fucking reason. And like I couldn't go back to sleep. Then I started watching a horror movie I and why. I watched two horror movies. Then I fell asleep at like 9.30 and I woke up at 11.30. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. That was my life. What about you? Mm. Uh, I'm doing fine. You sound so doing fine. Doing just alright. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I hear you. You know, I'm a, a, a I hear flying, you. fine. Yeah. So, uh, who we're we talking about today? We are talking about Jaime Cardenas Pardo, who became known as I think the it's Cardenas. Jimmy for Cardenas. I'm so sorry. I'm Brazilian. I didn't th- see many people try pronouncing that. And this story has an issue with names. So, mm-hmm. but still, Cardenas. Cardenas. So. Okay, so it's Jaime know. Cardenas Pardo. Uh, he became known mm-hmm. as the Jimmy or the killer from Sucre. Killed anywhere from 3 to 40 people, starting when he was only 17 years old until he was caught at 24. So a pretty, like, lengthy killing career, but at the same yeah. time, very young. Like, so young. Uh, I'm not going to go deep into it, but I might or not be older than what he was when he started killing i'm younger than 24 though i just turned 21 anyway oh, yeah. we're um, two 15 year olds yeah exactly yeah this is one of those cases that makes you uh stop and wonder how the fuck have i never heard about this guy so mm-hmm. as usual like i feel like we're, we're always bringing you cases like that uh, not trying to be like, oh, we are so special and unique, mm-hmm. but we are. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no, because it's, yeah, so. it's just one of those cases that like things just keep on happening, and you're like, dude, I signed up for a serial killer case, not this. You know what yes. I mean? Like, it's very different mm-hmm. than like regular. Yeah. But first yeah. off, and before we start, um, you guys might have already. But we are reiterating this because we will tell you and you listen to it every week until you do. Okay. iTunes reviews. Let's talk about it for a second. Write us one. 
end right of conversation. Now. No, but, <laughs> but seriously, seriously, you guys need to. It's an order. You guys need to um, write us an iTunes review. Like you don't need to think about it too much. You can do it like from your computer, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts. But even if you do, we know that a large portion, the majority of our listeners, use Apple Podcasts. So yeah, yeah, you can definitely you know just write us there. We're already listening to us. It's like two taps away. Like it's all good, and takes two help, seconds. Yeah, it'll help us out, and we like the feedback. We like the attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this yeah. is a great thing that you can do. And if you're not on iTunes, or if you just like got here and you're wondering how you can help us out, there's one thing, a very simple thing that you can do. You can follow us. Like you can subscribe to our podcast. So you mm-hmm. every time that because we put out episodes every week, and then every time that we do, you're gonna get maybe not a notification on your phone, but every time you open your podcast app, you're gonna be right there smiling at you. I mean, not smiling because we don't have our faces on the logo yet. No spoilers. But st- Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. still. Um, or do we? I don't know. Maybe when no, but even if we do, it's not going to be this. our smiles. It's just going to be our eyes. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Anyways, let's skip that, okay? Maybe the week after the next. I don't know. I'm working hard on it, you guys. So anyways, this outline was based on articles from Peru.com, Criminalia, El País, Opinión, and El Telegrafo. Let me talk about sources for a little bit. It's lacking. It's lacking good, man. And people, they don't like talking about this case. I don't know why. Like, every single source and every single place, like, they repeat the same uh, information, like, over and over again. And I hate those things so much. I I hate that, too. I absolutely hate it when I'm, like, especially when it's something that I'm very... Well, obviously, we are interested in every mm-hmm. case that we do. But when, when it's something that I'm like, okay, I have to get every single thing yeah. on this. And then it's like the same two websites being paraphrased mm-hmm. on every single mm-hmm. page ever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is great. Thank you. Yeah. And especially this, it's like they're using this whatever initial source that they were using. They just use it so bad because it's like they don't name any of the victims, even like the two big ones. It's usually like, yeah, he killed two college girls. And then they just don't specify names, ages. I had to scramble for hours to find something about them, dude. It's hard. And I used to think that this was exclusive to like Latin American cases because, um, you know, so I was used to researching. But now we're starting... We started a new podcast uh, in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you guys can't hear it, but it still happens so often that it's the same, like, you know, same sources being paraphrased so often. You're like, dude, why is it yeah. always lacking information on, like, these specific points? You know, they just they just ignore, like, whole parts of the story that I want to know, you know? so It's annoying. Anyways. Jaime Benham- Benjamin? Is that how you say Benjamin in, in Spanish? Ben, I would ben, think so. Cardenas, Cardenas Pardo was born on April 9th, 1987 in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Have we done a Bolivian case? I think we have. But it's been a while. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm very bad with like remembering things that Me we too. have done. Yeah, like, like I'll remember the cases, I but so... I don't remember places. Yeah. yeah and like even like conversations that we've had like a lot of times i want to say something here and i'm like 
I think I've already said that, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I so, mean, I cut, yeah. believe it or not, guys, I cut most of our conversations out. Uh, one of these past weeks, when we started talking about pies, <laughs> remember, I cut about like half an hour of that conversation. conversation. We talked about pies for half an hour. Yeah, so, on so. air. And we were intending for you guys to listen to it, and I cut it out. You All guys about the pies. so welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, he was one of ten motherfucking kids, and of divorced parents, his family situation turned him into a bit of an attention whore from the get go. Of course, I mean he had to share his adults with nine other whiny kids, so there's just no surprise there. The household is often described as an extremely disorganized place lacking the structure that a 10-kid family needs to make sure that no one comes out of it as a serial killer. So, yeah. The dad... Makes ended, sense. Yeah. The dad ended up with the kid's custody, and it's generally accepted that Jaime's childhood was pretty alright. There's no big trauma, no life-defining moments or anything, unlike many other serial killers. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just everything. I to wonder be how his dad got custody. Then I wonder if like Bolivia mm. is one of those countries where they're like super sexist, and then they're like, "Oh, you want to leave your husband? Ha ha ha! Your kids are not going." Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's ten kids, and like they need someone to support them or something. Yeah, I have no idea. There's not much. Like, yeah. there's nothing at all out there about his mom, but his dad and his uh, his dad and him seem close. Uh, but we'll get to that later. On his early teenage years, he found himself in an environment where drugs and alcohol were very common, and maybe it was because of peer pressure or his need to be accepted by his friends, but he felt right into it. He was uh, also having some trouble at home since he clashed a lot with his stepmom, so he actively tried to spend as much time as possible out of the house, meaning that he would spend more time with drugs and alcohol. And here we're not saying, okay, let's just say this. We're not saying that if you start drinking at an early age or doing drugs at an early age, that you're going to automatically become a serial killer. But this guy is a psychopath. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it's a different thing for mm-hmm. him. Because a lot of people, they portray it as that. Like, you know, the alcohol is a gateway drug to cocaine and weed. And then there's a gateway drugs to, you know, killing 40 people. They literally put it that way. Like, you know, it's this, 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 and this. Don't do drugs, kids. Which is, like, I don't want to use the word stupid, but it is <laughs> stupid because, like, I've had plenty of alcohol in my life. Yeah. I've never done coke, and I've never smoked weed. So there's that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyways, he so- started drinking frequently at around 11, and by the time he was 14, he was already on all sorts of pills, but also weed and cocaine. Yikes. For a fourteen-year-old, that's I mean, it's kind of. Didn't awful. I see a movie like that? Wasn't that movie thirteen something like that? I don't know. It's been like twenty know. years. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but he was still just a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And it's tough to keep your habits up with no job because, like, who the fuck is gonna buy you drugs? Like, <laughs> yeah. are you gonna go up to your dad and be like, "Hi, daddy, I need um ten ounces of coke"? Like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. Uh, so he started stealing. He would target drunks and alcoholics at first, but then he escalated to stealing cars and motorcycles to sell the parts and also spare wheels and car radios, you know? Nothing too uncommon, which 
not for nothing for like a 14 year old even like a 15 year old that's really impressive mm-hmm. but not in a good way yeah so I mean, he's got his own phase, small business going on man yeah exactly <laughs> like that's like isn't that what they did there was a show about this ah whatever yeah who the hell cares about my cultural <laughs> references my pop culture references so still during that phase he committed his first murder at age 17 in cochabamba not la bamba like the <laughs> like the richie valens song not la bamba it's cochabamba um a girl resisted when he tried to steal her phone so he killed her yikes yikes not good Mm-mm. at all um in 2006 he killed wilfred wilfred queiroz sanchez when he broke into his home to steal a computer <sighs> oh my god that's awful uh soon he started attacking women not only to rob them but also to rape them Ugh, boy boy why did i just compliment you two seconds ago on your small business venture he's gonna get um, so much horse stuff <laughs> He had some issues with not being able to get sex as rough as he liked it consensually, so he raped. Mm-hmm. That's what BDSM clubs are for. And, like, it's 2006. It's not, case. I mean, he had, it's out there, man. Like, there, there's someone for everybody. Like, you don't have to do things non-consensually, guys. Mm-hmm. If you got, if you, listen, listeners, if you like getting spat on or peed on or eating poop, there's someone out there for you. You do not have to commit a crime. Mm-hmm. Just go to FedLife. Anyway, um, so that, all of this has a lot to do with his personality because he was a person that would do whatever was necessary to get what he wanted. It didn't matter if someone got hurt or died as long as he got his sex, his money, or his drugs. And it helps a lot too that half the time he was crazier than Batman. So, like... Not that we're going to blame drugs and alcohol or whatever, because like he no, made a no, decision to do stuff like yeah. this, but like it probably gave him a little bit of courage. If that's the word that I want to say. So maybe not maybe not courage, but like he wasn't sober while he was doing it. That's yeah, but like probably factor. like maybe if he was, he would have had those urges, but he wouldn't have the balls to do it. Yeah, he'd probably still be killing, but maybe not as escalated, maybe not as yeah, yeah, intense. Yeah, yes. So he was caught many, many times for his crimes, but he was always able to bribe the police officers or to talk himself out of the situation because we've talked about like how corrupt <laughs> the yeah, police forces very- are in Latin America. So this is no news for anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the murder, he was arrested and he got away by lying about his age. Since he didn't have any form of ID, he said that he was a lot younger than 17 and the authorities just let him go. Oh, can't believe that. Oh, you're 10? You're, you're only 10 and you stabbed this person to death 50 <laughs> times? That's fine. You're a kid. Like, go back yeah. to school. This story go, like, seems... Play with your cars. Yeah, this story <laughs> seems a little sketchy. Like, it sounds yeah. like it was definitely a bribe or something. And then, like, they created this cover story when it all like, came out because they yeah. could have arrested him right no, then. That sounds and like it a would prevent crap. so many. That's, exactly. So, yeah. It's what it sounded like to me. Don't quote me, but this is it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So he was at the police station so often that it made it possible for him to become friends with some of the crooked police officers. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, if he didn't have money for a bribe, he would owe them one. 
and that's when he got the opportunity to become a killer for hire. Yeah. He would charge three or four thousand dollars per kill, by the way, and quickly his clients expanded from cops to other kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Ugh, gross. It is. So one of his cop friends was Evid Albis Vera, who was in the process of being fired from the force for helping a prisoner escape in 2009. Yeah. So it's a model police officer. So it's October 9th, 2009, and Jaime and Ever are out and about in Sucre. They come across two college students, Nairobi Alexis Munoz, who was 21 years old, and Marfa Delgado Rosso, who was 20. Marfa was born in Camargo and was in Sucre to study accounting. She had been there for like five years. She is described as a serious, committed person who always had a smile on her face. And Nairobi was from Muyupampa and was Marfa's best friend. See, she was also studying to be an accountant and her friends describe her as a person who would always go the extra mile to do whatever. No. Yeah. That's the only descriptions I got from them. There's like no information, which sucks. So, it does, it does. I hate that. Yeah. The four start dancing and drinking together and eventually they all do some drugs. And like, let me talk about um, Jaime's appearance for a second. He looks so ordinary. It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And I hate to put it this way, but he's not like bad looking. He doesn't look like he's, you know, a bad person or anything. I mean, of course, does if you look- Google him, huh? What? I'm gonna Google him. Yeah, I, if you I'm Google like, him, you're gonna get like the like a. You're gonna get pictures of him, like you know, criminal looking. But like, if you see him out on the street, you're like, this is just a regular person. Like, you wouldn't suspect suspect him as a serial killer, you know? Oh, okay. I thought that you meant he looked ordinary, like a basic white boy. No, no, he's not a he's not a white boy. But still, well, yeah, no, but like, there, there's non there's. People of color that look like a basic white boy because they <laughs> yeah. look basic, you know. Um, no, yeah, but no, God was not very good to him. His no, but you said I'm saying like it's not like he's my type, but like you know, it, he, yeah, no, no, he I, doesn't I get look what you're saying. He doesn't like, look like if you walk dirty past person. him, you wouldn't be like, oh my god, yeah, I'm so scared of this exactly, guy. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So he actually looks like one of those computer nerds. Yeah. So they go to various bars and clubs around the area, and eventually they take the girls to a place called Cerro de la Calancha. I scoured the internet to find anything about this place, and I failed. Don't quote us anything for plagiarizing this podcast. This is just my impression of the place, okay? So there is there was a massacre in the Antonio de la Calancha uh, neighborhood. I don't know if it's a neighborhood, if it's an area, if it's like a city. I didn't get any definitions like that. But so anything that I, every time I type La Calincha, is all that comes up is that massacre. So the impression mm-hmm. I had was this is a very low income neighborhood or like a favela, like kind of like place, mm-hmm. you know. So that's all that pops up, and I mean it could be that they took him to a hill because that's what Cero means mountain right mm-hmm. yeah or yeah, it could yeah. be that this i mean it's just like a nickname but it's not really a mountain so it could be a mountain like middle of the woods kind of situation or like you know middle of the city neighborhood with people living in there also you know i honestly mm-hmm. think it was a mountain because it took two days to find the bodies if, damn yeah so if 
it was in the middle of something, it would have been hidden. But again, it didn't have any details on the disposal. So anyways, regardless of where it was, it would be a good place. Um, Ever would know it would be a good place to rob and rape them. Even if mm-hmm. it wasn't really that isolated. So the girls fight back, not only physically, but also saying that the Jaime and Evid won't uh, get away with it. And that they know who they are, etc., etc. And unfortunately, that might have been the reason why they were killed. Yeah, see, I like, not that I like to picture uh, myself in a situation like that, but mm-hmm. I always like wonder what would happen if I found myself in that situation because I, like, serial killers, listener, <laughs> don't. All the serial killers just skip the okay. next 30 seconds. But, like, I don't think I have a lot of survival instincts. So I feel like mm-hmm. I would just lay there and be like, okay, kill me. But, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, a lot of people say that when you are in that situation, your flight or fight uh, instinct, like, triggers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it would almost be worse if i just lay there and did nothing than if i fought back i like it's so like i always like find myself thinking of stuff like that because you never know what people are gonna do i feel like it's a bad situation regardless you know but Mm -hmm. they say like that that you know jaime killed the girls he raped to get rid of evidence Mm -hmm. so it could be that it doesn't really matter what they said you know, but the impression I had was that the you guys are gonna see the description in a little bit, but it got the violence got bad because mm-hmm. they fought back. Yeah, no, 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 I got you. So Evich says that he was asleep during the whole thing. Sure, Jan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jaime stabbed Nairobi and Madfa, disfiguring their faces on the process. And then he beat them with a rock so bad that their skulls were left in pieces. They died as a result of the later wounds. So they died because of the rock thing. Yeah. And it's sad because, like, one of their noses was practically, like, cut off. And that was in life. You know, so those last moments must have been super, super awful. Yeah. And as I said... a really painful way to go. And as I said, they were found two days later on October 11th. So the investigators get to Ever first because a witness had seen the victims getting into his car and that led to an identification and they worked on him for a while until they found Jaime. However, someone else was a bit faster than police. What Jaime didn't know is that one of the girls was the girlfriend of a very rich luxury car salesman of the area. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take her death easily. Or should we say passively? Now let me preface this by saying that I have not read the next lines, but I already love them. Anyway, um, <laughs> he hired an assassin to kill Jaime. Maybe the guy didn't find him or it was the intention from the beginning, but the assassin ended up the assassin ended up kidnapping, stabbing, and killing Jaime's son in August of 2010. Oh, no, I don't like that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I'm sorry Jaime's- if this kid pops up in an episode out of nowhere, but it did. Like, there's no actual records of the child existing or who the mom was or anything. Quick, So it could be that this is all made up, but it's relevant mm-hmm. to the story. So, 
anyways yeah mm-hmm. so Jaime says that it's funny how they found someone that is more cold-blooded than he was and that only a monster would kill a kid which <laughs> can't say right I, I disagree with him but i'm not gonna say that this person's more cold-blooded i think they're equally as cold-blooded yeah how can you say that you know yeah so what happens then is that Jaime loses his shit. Um, the brakes are off and he's going downhill. Mm-hmm. For retaliation, he kills 15 people in like six months. Yeah. So that's more than two people a month. <sighs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. That is until February 17th of 2010 when he stabbed a Peruvian in front of a bunch of people to steal his cell phone. They all told on him and he was finally caught. When he was 23 years old. Thankfully, the victim survived the attack. Mm -hmm. He did all that until he was 23. Dude. This is so crazy. It's insane. Mm -hmm. So, it was determined by psychiatrists that he was not insane. That he killed with an extremely clear that he killed with an extreme clarity of mind and he was even diagnosed as a psychopath with serious anger anger issues Mm -hmm. like you don't say he has anger issues like i didn't notice that before um (laughs) he confessed to killing 15 people after his son was murdered either to steal their money or their property but there is not much evidence or confirmation of those murders we couldn't even find a list of names which is not that uncommon with these serial killers but it makes us doubt it a bit of the story mm-hmm. it could be more it could be less Jaime himself says that he wasn't counting uh he says that people who work at abattoirs abattoirs yeah you don't know the count place how many kill cows animals meat plants oh, isn't that like a slaughterhouse slaughterhouse it's because i'm yeah. like i still have like kathleen knight on my head and I'm like, yeah, Avatar. <laughs> don't count. Yeah. <laughs> don't count how many cows they kill a day. So why would he count how many people he killed, right? Yeah, because people yeah. and cows are the same thing. They're not. Like, well, I mean, some people are cows. Yeah, but that's I know almost, some cows. That's almost like Ted Bundy saying that, like, yeah, you just lose the wrench. Yeah, like, the fuck? Yeah, right? Um. He says that his motives were not always for monetary gain, and although there's no clarification to that, it is fair to assume that he's referring to killing women to get rid of the evidence after he raped them. Although, again, we don't have any names. And I also feel like maybe he beefed up the number of people that he killed um, because maybe he wanted to be respected in prison and feared. Yeah, because so. it's like, how can you say that you're not counting, but also that you committed so many crimes that you're not even, you know, paying attention to mm-hmm. it. And, I mean, one aggravation, too, is that he was high on drugs the whole time. So, like, yeah, he even if he was, like, trying to keep count, it wouldn't be that accurate because, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on December 6th. 2011 he and evid were finally sentenced to 30 years in prison that's bolivia's maximum sentence for the murders of marfa and nairobi only no one else get this get this while his sentence was being read he had the fucking nerve to grab a water bottle that was laying around nearby and throw it at the judge saying that he will come for her and her family and kill them all damn yeah 
He is sent to the Sunroke prison in Sucre while he, where he stayed at a place called The Well. Sounds very lovely. Very lovely place. I'm sure they have shrimp I wonder cocktails. if Buffalo Bill tells him to put the lotion on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exactly like that, man. Uh, I really want to watch that movie again. It's been <laughs> yes. so many years. <laughs> yeah. His official kill count ranges from 3 to 40 people. Susie hasn't been convicted or charged from for any other murders. And I'd love to know why, really. Like, why didn't they investigate or prosecute? Or, like, you know, get to, like, cold cases or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they just kind of settled with Nairobi and Madfa because they were like, yeah, this is the, I think we have the most evidence for. And I and feel like it. also what it could be... um, me and my little um tinfoil hat mm. um it could be that he was killing the less dead so they didn't care to investigate so yeah maybe. that's true that's true yeah yeah so his prison routine was rather strict and he had a set time to go to the bathroom yeah on march 30th 2012 while he was doing his business he managed to huge flying how do you say this i forgot air quotes <laughs> huge flying air quote air quote huge flying air quotes distract the guard air quotes air quotes air quotes mm-hmm. and climb over the fence where a silver colored wagon was wagon 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 a silver colored wagon was waiting for him and then he disappeared into the night or day or whatever time of the day it was because it wasn't clear on the research. But yeah, do you How think convenient. that he really was able to distract the guard that much? Do you think? I think he was what juggling. No, I think the guard just opened the gate and was like, "Yeah, dude, go, for sure, whatever, for sure." Like, so an orange alert was put on him by the Interpol because it was assumed that he had fled the country. Then, however, he was found. Oh, uh, they have different colored alerts. Yeah. Can I have the purple one? It's all color coded. So no, cute. I want I want the purple one. Watch <laughs> the purple one be like psych I'm gonna Google this right now. Just Psychopath with a knife. Yeah, jumping from country to country. <laughs> Interpol. So, yeah. He was found over a month later on March third. On March third in Yakumo, still in Bolivia, with his dad. So he went right to daddy. Isn't that nice? Mm, daddy help me. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Can you imagine your serial killer son just pops up? Hey, got a bed for What's me? What's up, Dad? What's up, Dad? Got a sofa bed? Got yeah, a, a blow-up mattress? Mm-hmm. So, the purple one, the purple note, before we mm. finish this, okay. I need to okay. let you guys know that I'm not a psychopath. Huh. Purple one is, uh, purple notice is used to provide information on modi operandi procedures objects devices or hiding mm-hmm. places used by criminals <laughs> so this could not be me because i'm a snitch I, I would not be hiding nobody here like no 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 then he was sent to a prison with much higher fences conchacoro no con- no chon chonchocoro a prison yeah, it's a type in of La Paz, chocolate. where he is still serving his sentence to this day. In jail, he became involved with the Christians, and he insists oh, that he has changed somewhat as a person. No surprises sure. there at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. he says that everything happens for a reason. Blah 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 blah. Fuck off. 
Jesus saved me, yada yada. Everything yada, happens for yada. a reason. I killed 40 people to be saved. That was definitely exactly. worth it because my soul's worth more. That, that's like the proof that I needed to know that Jesus is real. I was like, okay, I'm going to kill one person. Jesus didn't show up. I killed two people. Jesus didn't show up. By 22, I was like, okay, Jesus, is this going to happen or is it not going to happen? And then like when I was stabbing number 40, Jesus was like, okay, fam, you, know you need to kill. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, see, I knew you would show up. I knew it, Jesus. There you go. Yeah, he has also said, get this stuff. He said that believe he wishes Bolivia had a death sentence because he's a person that kind of deserves to be dead. Just kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, he like, make it easy. Yeah, there's a famous video. Even my caption and posted just so you guys can see his body language. While he talks about all of this, but he was asked if he regrets it at all or not, and here's what he says. Seth, I want your help with this because I didn't really understand what he was saying. Like, I kind of understood, but I was like, there's no way he's saying this. Wait, let me see. Doesn't he legit looks like he's about to kill the reporter? Yeah. So basically, he says, oh, uh, if I regret it. Yeah, uh, of course I regret it. Even a kid would regret. Re -regret even a kid would regret um, killing a bunny. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm in prison and they put like all these charges on me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah. So I did it for like a lot of things for money, blah, blah, blah. It says um, he says more things than that. But like, basically, mm -hmm. that's yeah. it. We will. He, capture he says, this like, you know, you. what do the people want? Like, do they want more sentencing? Do they want more me to stay yeah. in jail? Like he says something like, yeah. even if I die, like the my victims will not come back. So like, whatever, just, you know, settle with what you have beggars can be choosing choosers i mean jail for 30 years that's more than enough and not for nothing he has a really nice voice i'm just gonna say this he's a very unattractive man but i like his voice so yeah and not only does he have like a pretty attractive voice y'all but he might even be active on facebook we want to believe that it's actually him. And, and but like honest. it's like I'm not sure. I think because, it is because there's many pictures that are nowhere else but on this Facebook account. And it's all like, you yeah, know, religious. It's a lot pictures. of those like tacky, like, do you know the frames that your mom puts around her pictures? You know that your mom does this. Oh yeah. So, uh, and there's like a picture of him like preaching at church. <laughs> like, of course yeah. he is. But those pictures are just on that profile. Hmm. So, well, they'll be on Tisperia's page. Whoop! And then he did one of those like, uh, do you know those like things where you click on it and it's like what you're gonna do in the next five years? So he did it <laughs> in the beginning of this year. So it says like 2019. He's like kissing some girl. 2020 has a baby. 2021. They're like laying on bed. 2022 has two kids. And 2023, it's the kids, the mommy, and him at the mall. Like, I don't think so, bro. <laughs> this is not going to happen for you. Actually, yeah. no, I might be wrong because there's crazy women out there. There's women writing that yeah. cycle Chris Watts. So, no, but look at all the comments. Like, yeah. all the comments are positive. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. You know, people need to, like, People need to, like, chill. And, like, my sister, not that she thinks Chris Watts is, like, 
hot or anything but like she gets so worked up about women like she'll watch like everything and read every single comment and be like how the fuck are all these women <laughs> saying that this guy is hot like what the fuck is wrong with people my sister recently got into true crime guys and um she was telling me all about Eileen Warnos and like correcting me when I told her something about Eileen. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, you just got in this bus. I've been, I've been in this bus for years now. You live like, in this bus, man. Fuck is wrong? Exactly. This bus is my life. It's like a magic school bus, but the goth version where I cry Terrifying. and drink tequila. Terrifying bus. Exactly. Don't let your kids go in there, please. Do not. This is the the. What would be the magic school bus version of us? The tragic school bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can someone put that on a t-shirt with my face? <gasps> yes. As the teacher? What was the teacher's name in the magic school bus? Miss what? I, I forgot. no idea. But whatever her fucking name was, can I be Did her? you watch the magic school bus as a kid? Yeah, when I was little. Yeah. I, I had the tapes because my mom used to send me like tapes uh. from here. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't oh, yeah. know what from they were here. saying. Because they didn't translate yeah. that, did they? No, no, no. Yeah. I had, like, the English tapes. Yeah. But I had no idea what they were saying. I would just watch the pictures because I didn't speak English. Yeah, no, I... Because here's the thing about people that don't grow up in America. We don't get half of the references. We get some. Yes. For instance, yes. we had SpongeBob. Yes, we had Dragon Tales. Absolutely. I love Dragon Tales. Oh, my God. Yeah, but don't, don't ask me what Dragon Tales is in English. I have no idea. I know it's called Dragon Tales, but everything else is in Portuguese. SpongeBob. Yeah, no, I don't no, know. No. Bo- I don't know SpongeBob. I know Bob Sponge. So, <laughs> see, I um didn't really like SpongeBob when I was little. I liked it, but I or think I like watched it because it was parents. Orange kind of thing, you know. Yeah, no. I but I did love um. They had this show called Disney Cruise when I was little. It was basically like Disney Club. And they had like the Goof Troop. They had the Aladdin show. They had like the Lion King TV show. It was so Mm. good. They had Doug, Bobby's World. Wasn't Doug Nickelodeon though? No, it's Channel Disney Cruise to me. Because I I didn't have cable. Uh I know this because this is when I was four. Well, not that I'm rich now, but like this is like back in the 90s when... I we mean, had satellite TV. I so. had cable, <laughs> but I didn't have Disney. So, like, I oh. only got, like, the shows from, like, the almost 2010s, you know, when it, when we finally got Disney Channel. So, like, I kind of watched Yeah, Ravens. but this wasn't on Disney. This was on SBT. SBT, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I yeah. will watch sometimes, like, you know, those, uh, the ones that were, like, not on cable. But, like, you know, Fresh mm-hmm. Prince of Bel-Air and everything, it was... Everybody hates Chris. Yeah. It was all on. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm so mad that like people here don't get my "Everybody Hates Chris" references. <sighs> like ninety percent of my friends, they're like, "Oh, I was never <laughs> really into that show." I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And um, what was the other one with Damon Wayans? Me, my wife, and kids. Mm. Is that crianças. what it's called in English? I don't know. Wait, hold on. I don't want to sound stupid. Oh, it's my wife and kids. My wife. Well, and kids. but like, I love that show, and like, people are like, I didn't really watch it. <gasps> they have all of the episodes on YouTube in Portuguese. Yeah. That would be so fucking weird to watch because, like, 
I I can read the lips. Uh-huh. That's my problem. I can't watch dubbed stuff yeah. if I understand the language cuz yeah. then I'm like that's not it. That 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 is not it. Um yeah. That's yeah. why I don't like watching dubbed stuff now cuz it's like it's a torture, man. I mean, I can watch a cartoon still. Um, yeah, the no, only cartoons, movies yeah. that I still watch in like dubbed in Portuguese is Eurotrip. Because I, I know, like, all the lines in Portuguese. Hmm. And The Love Guru. Which I don't know. I don't understand how that destroyed Mike Myers' career. Because I love that movie. It's so offensive, but I love it. Oh my god, you tagged me on something and I didn't see it before. I'll just see it later. I'm sorry. I, you, I just saw that you tagged me in two things. Three things. This is our life. We just tag each other in things all day. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yesterday, I tagged, uh, I texted Steph on something, and she saw it when she woke up, and I was still awake. And then we were like, <laughs> "Yeah, because she never sleeps." No, I almost puked from laughing, because then we were like, it went into like a whole <laughs> rabbit hole, and <laughs> yeah. Once we have a Facebook group, we'll just post those things there too, because it's hilarious. We're gonna post, yeah, we're gonna post like the less funny memes and people are gonna be like i'm leaving this group <laughs> i'm leaving this grump it's just like things that this grump only us <laughs> i'm leaving this grump yeah <laughs> yeah no exactly no it's gonna be like one of the horror movies well horror it wasn't scary that i watched today was friend friend request mm. and like the girl like slowly loses like all her facebook friends so that's how i see our group like we're gonna have a hundred uh-huh. people and then we'll just start posting bad memes and then just, just the two no the three of us because sam will sam. not leave us mm-hmm. oh sam yes. she uh had a child uh-huh she has yeah our the fourth man yeah. versus period our true crime um goddaughter we're not gonna say her name here because mm-hmm. that's gonna be weird yeah but like she's our true crime goddaughter, mm-hmm. and we're gonna teach her our ways of like enjoying alcohol and investigation discovery. Sam's husband, if you're listening to this, we're only gonna teach her proper things, like sitting with her legs wide open. I'll save that child from <laughs> Stephanie, I promise. But she is welcome on this tragic school bus. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna yeah. be one of the first students on a tragic stu- school bus. Her and my nephews, I taught my nephews how to do the air guitar today, and they loved oh. it, and they were, like, really feeling it. Oh, <laughs> it was great. So, that's going to be the tragic school bus. Uh, now accepting kids over two years old, <sighs> preferably that are po- potty trained, and who don't like vegetables, because they're hard to cut up. So, sign up your kids at patreon.com slash tragic school bus. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to create a podcast called The Tragic School Bus, mm-hmm. where all I do is sit and ignore my nephews when they're crying. That's the whole podcast? It's just going to be an hour of that. Just It's just going to be an hour of crying. that. Me flipping through pages, that that's me reading a magazine <laughs> while they cry. And that's all there's going to be on the podcast. So let's shout out. Okay, I'm shouting out. Is a, a bit of a shout out and a congratulations, okay? It's mm-hmm. been kind of a close match, close fight. Mm-hmm. But São Paulo finally surpassed Pernambuco as our top state in Brazil. So I'm shouting Yay. out the whole state. There you go. 
So yeah, I mean, it's very close. Sao Paulo is thirty five percent. Pernambuco is thirty two. So you guys can fight a little bit, make a little mad, see who plays the <laughs> the most episodes, and there you go. Celebrity cage mm-hmm. match. Our top part of Sao Paulo, top city. It's not Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo. It's Santo André. So I guess thank you guys for helping us all advance against Pernambuco. All right. I have no idea where that is. It's it's basically Sao Paulo. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. No difference. Anyways. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, a great end of the world, and a great life. Goodbye. Yeah. Laters, haters. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, Please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at SuspiriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! Hey, Katie. You want to play a game? Sure. Okay. On the count of three, I want us to both say which serial killer we'd most like to shove into a locker. Ooh, okay. 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 Are you ready? Do you need a second to think about it? Oh, no. I've got mine. Okay. I've got mine, too. One, two, three. BTK. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. It's the awful poetry, right? It's the stupid freaking poetry. I can't get past it. Like the one with the pea pods? It doesn't even make sense. (laughs) It does not make sense. Anywho, so you know we've got this podcast, True Crime Campfire, and I feel like listening to a true crime podcast should be like gathering around a campfire. You've got your marshmallows. You've got your sticks. For s'mores, obviously. And in your case, listeners, you've got your camp counselors. I'm Whitney. And I'm Katie. And we're here to tell you true crime stories that are way stranger than fiction. Tell them about season one, Katie. Oh man, season one is a deep dive into the most bizarre case you've never heard of. It revolves around a high school in an affluent town in the 70s. Several teachers there were involved in a dark little soap opera. The guy at the center was a handsome English teacher that was always surrounded by admirers. He was full of wild stories. Some people bought them, some people didn't. But everyone was fascinated. Yeah, and the principal, ugh, this guy looked great on paper. Former army colonel, PhD, but he had some eccentric habits. He liked to shock people, and he had a pair of eyes on him that could reach right down your spine and hit the note button. And behind the scenes, this guy was living a secret life like nothing you've ever seen on Dateline. And there's this really lovely woman who gets drawn into Mr. Charming's web. And then the lives of these three people intersect in some really unexpected and deadly ways. So that's season one, in progress now. And we're already planning season two, which will cover a bunch of different cases. Come help us roast murderers and marshmallows around the true crime campfire, wherever podcasts are found.